With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, a prominent member of the New York Times editorial board made a trip out to Long Island, you know, to visit a friend over the weekend, and she got really scared at something she saw out there. We'll let you know what frightened Maura Gay. Uh, Jamel Hill had another one of her really, really dumb tweets. We'll read that to you. And uh, uh, Bob Kraft turned 80, and his friends, Jay-Z, uh, Meek Mill, his good buddies, got him a pretty decent birthday gift. And the white supremacists, you know, they're back in their rightful place. They're back in the center field bleachers in Fenway Park. We will tell you all about that and a lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do DC members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What better is it with direct deposit to their free checking accounts, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, Cullinan, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. We live now. We live now, yeah. Cullinan. Yeah, I, I oh, We're on a roll he's, there. I'm he's, kinda, up to, he's up to no good, Shattuck. He's got a few days left. Just look at him. Look at, you know, on the screen here. He's got that look in his eye like he is up to no good. He's going to set us up. You know why? Because his new boss loves that stuff, and he's going to say, "Oh, did you do? You know, did, did you make fools of Shattuck and uh, Callahan when you did whatever?" Uh, no, not sure. recording, and they were having a personal conversation. I you think you know what's disgusting, Jerry, prepared, is that he's Shattuck. Not true. Is that Cullinan has started to spray tan just to be like Portnoy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, I'm in a good. I'm in a good mood today. I, Shattuck knows this. Shattuck and I talk about dumb little media and tech stuff behind the scenes all the time. I might be training my replacement right now. He's not on camera, but I'm having a great conversation with a possible future producer. And I'm in a good mood. What do you want from me? That's- Can you believe this, Shattuck? I gave uh, Cullinan the responsibility of interviewing the finalists uh, because I obviously don't know the technical side like he does or you do. 
And I said, I need to know if these guys are capable of doing what you do. So chat, uh, Cullinane, and he's doing a good job. He's actually into it. I thought you'd blow it off, but he's actually talking to the last, the final couple of guys who I like to see if they could handle, uh, the job. He, it's hard to believe that someone, uh, could be so dumb that they can't do what Cullinane does, but they believe it or not, they're, they're out there. I interviewed a couple. <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. I, I told the story that, uh, and I don't have to worry about uh, this person hearing this because after our 20 minute interview, he said he had a question for me. And I said, sure. And he said, how do you find your podcast? That's great. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I want those twenty minutes back. I just mean, go to the, I literally... go to the Apple Podcast directory. If you look at the top of the charts, it's the one right underneath the Burn Barrel. All right, that's right. The, that's right you. It's right, right between uh, Burn Barrel and uh, Joe Rogan, and there, there I am. And, uh, <laughs> even if you didn't know, wouldn't you say I'll Google it? I'll find out. I'll ask someone. You're asking me. And by the way, half my questions are about: Do you have the technical ability to do this? And he making the case. And maybe he does, but he just doesn't care. It's like I tell this story occasionally. I have a friend who has a uh, PhD from MIT in biochemistry mm -hmm. uh, or biophysics, some ridiculous thing, but he's brilliant. And he's an, and he invents things. He has patents. I used to play basketball with him. He's a good friend. And uh, he, he's, uh, ha he asked me to go have coffee with him because he wanted to talk about something. And I said, sure. And I went up for coffee and we're sitting at this place at this picnic table and he brings out this paper and it's like a, I don't know, 40, 50 page paper that he did on how to cure coronavirus. He literally came up with a whole, and I don't even understand <laughs> it, but it was, this was last summer. And he said, I got to get the word out. I think this is it, the key. And it was about, it was about copper. That's all I understood. Like the, the element of copper, if you get it in your bloodstream, it prevents Corona, the whole thing. And I, and I kept it, I have it. And I show people occasionally if, and I was hoping someone would cure coronavirus or develop a vaccine with copper. And I'd say, my guy had that first. But anyway, last thing we're talking I'm about to say goodbye. And he says, man, I really miss you on the radio. I used to listen all the time. I said, I'm, I'm on every day. I do a podcast. And he looks at me and goes, I don't know how to do those things. Yep. <laughs> I said, this is, I thought, the smartest person I knew. And he does, I go, uh, Brian, it's really easy. <laughs> I hate to say it. Uh, you take your phone, you go to the little icon, boom, boom, you're done. He goes, ah, that, that's too confusing. <laughs> just we like, sense, we sense all, I can't tell you the amount of people that we have to like. I give them a link, I show them on the phone, and they still can't access it. I did it with a couple people Great. the other night. I just took their phones. I see this little purple thing, your iPhone, boom, boom. They went, wow. Yes. I mean, it's easier than listening to the radio. Easier than and that's why it's the new way. That's why that's why people, younger people, that's why I think a growing number of people are not listening to the radio at all because podcasts are so much easier. You do it on your time. You know, once you're done right. with this one, you go to the burn barrel. Once you're done with the burn barrel, you go to some barstool pot. What do you go to? Uh, Spitting Chicklets? Now it's uh, you, go to the, you go to the Kirk Minahan show. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Over yeah. Here? It's supposed to be that. real. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but he doesn't do it every day. You know, some some of us, well, I don't either. But uh, I assume, and, and it's also seasonal, the way radio used to be, uh, like, you know, with with Cullinane, he'll listen to Spitting Chicklets because it's hockey time. If you're in the golf or golf podcast, there's certainly football, a million football podcasts. And if there's it's election season or it's you know uh, social unrest, civil unrest season, <laughs> there are podcasts you can listen to if you want to hear 
the mainstream media mocked relentlessly. You come here because we're going to do that today. Uh, God, do we have we have two examples of just I don't even know how to describe the single dumbest people in the most powerful, influential people uh, in positions in the media. And it, it just will blow you away how, how idiotic, how moronic the, these people are, even though they're winning, even though they got their guy in the White House, even though they, they control the media, they control big tech, they're not happy. They're not happy because, uh, let me see, I want to quote quickly. Well, before I'm, I don't want to get to her yet. Maura Gay from the New York Times, I'll give you a tease. She said, we're having trouble in America separating America from whiteness. <laughs> and she goes on and on and on, and you will not believe it. You just uh, you you shared this with me, Shattuck. I just listened to it. It is the single dumbest analysis, the single dumbest soundbite I have ever heard. And we also have the single dumbest tweet from Jamel Hill, which is saying something. You know, that's like having to be in the the, I don't know, the greatest clutch performance from Larry Bird. You know, you know, or the greatest shot from Tiger Woods. <laughs> the dumbest tweet from Jamel Hill. It's time to call off the competition. No one, I mean, no one is in her league. Even if you count Cullinane, who can't write a simple sentence. Are we going to go Jamel Hill? Let's do Yeah, let's go to Jamel Hill. Let's start with Jamel Hill. This is about Joe Manchin. And, <laughs> and nobody's surprised. Joe Manchin is not going to get rid of the filibuster. Joe Manchin is a Democrat who votes almost exclusively with the Democrats. But this is so radical, this over- hauling the whole election system, nationalizing it, allowing more fraud, allowing more cheating, uh, 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 outlawing ID. Don't You can't ask for ID. If you look right. at this HR1, it is the single most radical thing I've ever seen that's being considered by the U.S. Senate. It's really outrageous. And Manchin, to his credit, says, you know, that's nuts. I'm with you most of the time, Biden, Pelosi. Uh, Schumer, but not on this. It is insane, this HR1. So he says, no, I'm not getting rid of that. I'm not voting for that. I'm not getting rid of the filibuster. The filibuster, which last year was used 300 times by the Democrats, this year it's racist. This it's a year, Jim Crow relic, it's a, it's a tool of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And Jamel Hill, uh, pop that buck back up there for me. Jamel Hill writes after the AP reports that Manchin's not going to uh, support getting rid of the filibuster. She says, this is so on brand for this country. Record numbers of black voters show up to save this democracy only for white supremacy to be upheld by a cowardly, power-hungry white dude. Joe Manchin is a clown. Now, I say this all the time, but Jamel Hill is, is a bad writer. She's not a good writer. I mean, she's pedestrian. She worked for the Atlantic here. She was on ESPN, failed miserably. She had a show in the prime slot, 6 p.m. with Michael Smith. It was a disaster in the ratings. She left there, and she just keeps falling up. I mean, she... she, she I don't she, get it, Jerry. I mean, I, you well, know, I you I've I only ever seen yet. her... I've only ever seen her suck at stuff. She's like, <laughs> she reminds me of like Mark Bellhorn. I only ever saw him get out in 2004. <laughs> like, I've never seen her do anything. I don't get why she gets like hosting opportunities. Like she gets to I be a premier talent. If you want to be an analyst on MSNBC, that's one thing. They're a dime a dozen. That's where she belongs. I don't understand why she gets. See, no, I think you do. I think that's, talent. this is what company, uh, I'll give you an example. She gets fired by ESPN because I mean you really got to fail for, if you're Jamel Hill, and they get rid of you. They probably paid her off, but uh, she leaves there. 
she gets hired by the Atlantic, which used to be a magazine. Now it's a joke. It's just a, another, you know, media wing of the mob, total radical. I mean, the, the Atlantic best known for just making up quotes from Trump about the troops so that mm -hmm. Joe Biden can use them in the campaign and use them. And then effectively just made up this nonsense about Trump calling the troops losers and, and, uh, and all that. And immediately Biden campaign used it. It was, there's no attribution. It's anonymous people around Trump. Everyone knows they didn't, he didn't really say it. Everyone knows they just made it up, but they're part of, they were part of the Biden campaign and it worked. So, you know, that's what Atlantic is a, a tool of the, of the woke mob. Now, anyway, they hire her, even though she's a lousy writer, but she just drops bombs, you know, fire throws bombs. And, and I guess they like that. Bill Simmons from the ringer was, he, he was under, I guess you'd say he's under fire. He did a podcast one year ago, last June with Ryan Rossillo, his friend and his employee. And they talked about uh, the, the George Floyd riots. They talked about Minnesota burning, you know, police stations burning, stores getting looted. And they, I assume they looked at video and Rossillo, Rossillo said something like, looks like those people are more interested in just getting some Air Jordans. Ooh. When he saw them, when he saw them literally uh, getting your Jordans, <laughs> looting a footlocker. I mean, he, he was literally stating a fact, I believe, and maybe adding some commentary, but so what it was looting. I, I mean, you're not supposed to be, be in favor of looting if lawlessness. The New York times came after him and said it was inappropriate to have white guys analyzing the news. And yeah, the reaction was, Eventually, this was recently, Rosillo apologized for being white, essentially. You know, said we, we apologize for being two white guys talking about the news. You can't do that. Right. And Simmons hired a human shield, probably more than one. He hired Jamel Hill to do a podcast about the, uh, the Wire, a show that's been off the air for 15 years. Uh, a podcast, I'm sure, that has, you know, you. You have more chickens in your coop than she has listeners to this podcast, but it doesn't matter that he needed a human shield because the New York Times got hold of his employees or his, uh, his list, his masthead, and found out how many white guys uh, or how many people of color were working there. And they said, oh, shame on you. You only have whatever, three podcasts with black people, and you have 27 podcasts led by white people. And they did the whole typical New York Times breakdown. And, of course, Bill Simmons what did what you know be, you know corporations do now they he bent to the mob and started he apologized and started hiring people of color including jamel hill that's how she gets jobs even though she's not particularly good at them uh shattuck she's that, she, so the she's so stupid i mean there are there's talent if you if you need to hire a black woman sunny hostin from the hue the from the view is uh, somebody who can you know string a thought together Kimberly Atkins, who used to be at the Herald. I mean, they're they're good liberal progressive thinking people. But she's just so vacuous. Well, I don't well, get yeah, it. Sunny Huston has the greatest job in media. I mean, she just ran, babbles with a couple other mm -hmm. uh, women for well, how long is that? An hour a day? And makes yeah. Well, she's by far the smartest one. I mean, if you got you got Whoopi and uh, yeah. Joy Behar. You know, you're gonna look smart no matter what <laughs> that's that's the world's tallest midget as uh frank DeFord used to say uh in, in uh, kind of uh, boasting about his his talent he'd said you know they say he was the best sports writer he said that's like being the world's tallest midget i don't think he could say yeah. that anymore but that was the title no. of the book uh but 
it, it doesn't matter. She's outspoken. She's, I mean, this, I, I tweeted back at her and so did everybody else. The idea that Joe Manchin is supposed to vote with Pelosi, a radical San Francisco Democrat to completely overhaul the election system. Uh, and, 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 you know, outlaw checking IDs when 80% of the public thinks we should check IDs. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's outrageous. And as I tweeted, um, Trump beat Biden by 39 points. Trump beat Hillary by 42 points in West Virginia. It's the reddest mm -hmm. state in America. So their senator is supposed to side with Pelosi and Schumer over his constituents because otherwise, I mean, if he sides with his constituents, she says that's cowardly right. and, 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 and racist. <laughs> He's it's supposed so to be siding with the constituents in the Bronx, New York, according to them. Right. But it's oh, the best thing in the world for him because he can go home to West Virginia and say, look, all these wackos hate me. I must be doing something right. But and, they're and right. You, but you've seen his voting record, right? He's with Biden ninety eight percent of the time. The idea yep. that he's and and people were tweeting this saying he's he should just leave the party, leave the party. He he is mostly with the Democrats, but this was so radical, even for him. He said can't do it, and neither can Kristen Cinema in, in Arizona. And immediately they're the bad guys uh, because they're voting to keep the filibuster, which the Democrats used three hundred times last year. Right. And, this, and, this, Joe, and, and Barack Obama says it's a tool of white supremacy. Barack Obama, who supported it, obviously, you know, eight years ago, was a big fan yes. of, uh, you know, talked about it. Was, and, and, but now he's not. But these people, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These are alleged intellectuals mm -hmm. who are saying things this stupid uh, that it, this means that, by the way, she said black voters save the democracy. Trump's numbers went up among black voters, among Hispanic mm -hmm. voters. They went up from the year he got elected to the year that he, he got defeated. Black voters didn't save the democracy. I don't even understand what that means, saving the democracy. It's just one of these catchphrases they use now yeah. to make it seem like the world is, the, the, the sky is falling and the Proud Boys are about to overthrow the government. It's so bizarre. But well, I, the funny thing is, is that if, if we're wall-to-wall -wall white supremacists, then you wouldn't want you know gerrymandering to be part of the uh, FEC. You wouldn't want some government hack, which is probably run by, you know, so far, most of we have white men presidents. So that's white supremacy. Right. So you want all the districts to be done federally by somebody at the FEC. You know, this is craziness. You want, you know, this bill would have us uh, have people register 16 year olds to vote. I mean, we have a country of white supremacists. You want the Hitler youth to be out there <laughs> registering to vote at 16? It, it is so silly. And people don't know. Yeah. It's 800 pages, H.R. 1. And, and remember, Jerry, up until November 3rd of last year, this election had been stolen by the Republicans and Trump. Right. That's it was a, a given. Point. They had used the the, um, the post office. They had used other ways to suppress. The election had already been stolen. To their surprise, the next day, you know, somehow they, they got it back. But, you know, if they're really worried about that, then voter harvesting should be something that, that you're scared to hell of. You know, the True. idea that somebody goes to a nursing home and says, you know, I'll just uh, I'll fill out the ballots for you. I got it from here. Jesus. It, it is whole designed to make it easier to cheat. And uh, I mean, easier to cheat and easier to vote. That's what it's all about. And, you know, Manchin knows it. And so does sentiment. So does everybody. I mean, I mean but, Mitt, Rom Mitt Romney would love to uh, vote with Pelosi on some of this stuff just because he is, you know, hates MAGA people and and he likes to be the 
you know, the contrarian, the rebel, but even he looked at that and said, you got to be kidding. They know it's stupid, but that's why we're changing history. They know it's stupid, but that's why we're changing history, Jerry. That's why, that's why, um, you know, a cup two days ago, we celebrated the Tulsa massacre, you know, which June 6, 1944 was simply an anniversary of the Tulsa massacre. You know, and that's why <laughs> and Biden was out there. Biden, uh, first president in modern history to not mention the anniversary of D-Day, which you'd think right. even for a radical Democrat like Biden, you'd think you got to throw a bone to the to the veterans. I mean, this I mean, this is uh, this is uh, the single greatest thing. You could make the case the greatest thing this country's ever done. We defeated Nazis and this was the most important day. This was yes. a day. This was a day uh, 2,500 American you know, boys and men gave their lives and many of them knew they were giving their lives. Hell, the officers certainly knew. The generals knew they were giving their lives, sacrificing their lives to stop the greatest evil in, 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 in modern history. They did it. It was incredibly heroic. I mean, everyone's seen Saving Private Ryan. It was frightening. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was the most courageous thing you'll ever see. And our president who you think at 78 is about the same age as some of the you know veterans. I think <laughs> I mean, he was alive when it happened. He was alive. Uh, you think he would make it a point to say, you know, sit down, Susan Rice, Barack, I got this. You know, I know you, I know you hate this country and I know you're, you, you know, like to salute and honor veterans, but I'm doing it anyway. And he didn't do it. And that's, there's no question that that's by design. There's no question that somebody yes. is in a circle said, you might want to, uh, you know, say something about the veterans. You might want to, this is a sacred day. And he said, nah, I'm good. We'll talk about Tulsa and white supremacy and whatever, you know, we'll make up more of this nonsense that this narrative. And I know there are emails out there. Maybe we'll see them someday or texts. It's a coordinated effort by the Democrat, by the media to make the, to this, to change the narrative completely and to lie. Can we just call this white supremacy nonsense? Just a lie. I mean, Biden, uses Nazi uh, terminology. He said that uh, uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz uh, uh, participated, told the big lie. The big lie is a Nazi reference. So our president, right. long before, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, uh, an insignificant backbencher, used the term or used a Nazi reference. Joe Biden did. And he did it many times. Democrats did it all the time. The big lie. They, you know, they compared Trump to Hitler a thousand times. Right. Um, the big lie is a vile term. You're accusing yes. senators of using, you know, Nazi tax tactics because they yes. did what, what Democrats do all the time. They they uh, uh, questioned, uh, objected to the certification of the election. Anyway, um, the big lie right now, Shattuck, is that white supremacists are significant. You know, white supremacists right. are relevant. The biggest I mean, domestic threat, Jerry. To the homeland is white supremacy. <clears throat> it's Next so is climate change. <laughs> right. no. But so, you, you're right. It actually, you just mentioned it. White supremacists and the, the Nazis. You'd figure that maybe D-Day was uh, well, had some correlation to Nazis, right? Erwin Rommel uh, was uh, at least alt-right, I think, right? And you know, uh, Hitler was good, a white supremacist. Question. Were they were they involved in that, the Nazis? Were they involved? <laughs> I mean, you see those interviews like Man on the Street and people don't even know you know, when World War II was, who we defeated, yeah. you know, they, 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 it's just so people are so stupid. People that got their education in the public school system in the last, you know, 30 years yep. know nothing. They know they're 
They're racist. Nope. They're white. They know climate change is the greatest threat in the, the world history. And if we don't do something, we're all going to die in eight years. Yes. They don't world know. War II, you're right. World War II, we skip right over the internment. That camps. Those We skip right over those. Those don't happen. Then nothing happens in history. Then we use the Tuskegee Airmen. And then we experiment on them. And then that's over. That's the end of World War II. All the other stuff doesn't matter. It's just white supremacists. And, uh, we, I think in World War II, weren't we fighting climate change? Is that why we were in, you know, that's why we dropped the bomb, right? To stop climate change. Well, that's why we can't use nuclear, actually. That's a good point, Jerry. Yeah. The joint yeah. session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not Al Qaeda, white supremacists. That is so just dishonest, and it's so brazen. Everybody knows it's not true. They clap because they want to advance the narrative. This is the new boogeyman. Trump's gone, essentially. They need someone to blame for all the troubles in the world. So it's white supremacist. And as we've said before, can you name one? G President, can you name one? Well, the CNN CNN guy, I Richard tried Spencer. To for weeks, it's the cute girl from the office. Is clearly a white supremacist. <laughs> right. They, they showed, did yes, you see her um, yesterday? They came out with her political donations. She apologized, obviously, for taking part in the debutante ball that had racist roots. All she does is give to Democrats. I mean, all of mm -hmm. them. She gives a fortune in donations to political action committees and to, and to Democrats. She's a hardcore lefty. It's absurd, but it's this oh, I know thing. one. I found one, Jerry, the um, president of Guatemala. Oh, that's a good one. It's a he good was. One, yeah. Stern I mean, I with Kamala and some protesters there were white supremacists. There was Guatemala. a couple of white supremacists at Fenway Park yesterday, but we'll get to that. Ooh. I just have we have to get to and we played the single dumbest tweet I've seen in a long time. But, you know, again, it's just a Jamel Hill tweet. So that's uh, a redundant. But the idea if Biden and his crew and, and Kamala Harris and whoever were going to make up this nonsense about white supremacy with no evidence, and in the in the fly, which flies in the face of all the facts today, I'll give you an example. Um, Chicago over the weekend. You want to guess the number who was shot over the weekend? Chad, uh, I will say twenty six. Nice try. Sixty three. <laughs> Sixty three. One weekend in June. Six are dead. One is an eleven-year-old kid. Those were all at cops who shot those people, I assume. <laughs> yeah, all white cops. Yeah, uh, and they were unarmed. Yes, it's so. You know how many people were killed by white supremacists on? Let's just pick a day, January sixth in Washington <laughs> D.C. That would be a zero. But no, 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 no. The very fabric of our democracy was right. torn, Jerry. That's right. We they were this close to installing uh, Viking Man as our new god king. It was close, Shattuck, but they failed. So, you know, nice try. And we, we're locked down. We're locked <laughs> so, down. Forever. So, Jerry, Jerry, since 63 people were shot in Chicago now, the remedy, according to Lori Lightfoot now, is that police can't pursue people with guns on that's, foot anymore. That's going to fix the, everything. That is yeah. going to solve the problem. They can't chase guys. So, by the way, all these radical DAs, including uh, Rachel Rollins in Boston, are, um, outlaw, are uh, decriminalizing resisting arrest. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal you know, off the top of the head. Uh, you know, they're, they're decriminalizing lots of stuff like shoplifting and, you know, thoughts and prayers to anyone who owns a store because people can just shoplift. If they get caught, they say, you know, give it back. Now go home. Don't do it again. It's just insane. They, um, they're insured, Jerry. They, if, you don't, if you can't charge someone re with resisting arrest and you can't chase someone 
what's the disincentive for committing a crime, whether it's I don't know, carjacking or you know robbing a store or stealing an old lady? Like a take if they take a um, like a hand, a, a purse purse snatch and mm -hmm. they're running, they're running. The cops now are told don't chase them. <laughs> so why? Yeah. What's the downside to grabbing a purse or stealing a car and taking off? No, and you're also you're treated like a hero on TV. Absolutely. And plus, you're told that these places have insurance, so you can steal all the Burberry purses you want. Remember last year at this time in Chicago, Jerry, the dudes drove their cars into storefronts. No cops, no nothing. You saw that video, in, that video in San Fran where they just go in the restaurants and they take food and they walk out because <laughs> they're not going to charge them. They're not going to chase them. So they're like, what the hell? Why would we pay? And they go in and grab, a, you know, go to the salad bar, make a salad, and hit the road. But uh, the, the whites is uh, one thing, you know, he says is worse than ISIS and in, uh, in Al Qaeda, which I don't know. White supremacists knocked down any uh, skyscrapers in our big cities lately. Have they, you know, blown up any, uh, they shot up any uh, nightclubs in Orlando. I mean, it's just so absurd. And the, well, but, but also, but, Jerry, it's here's like how we know, Shattuck, that the media is completely in the tank is they're running with this nonsense. They're yeah. talking every day on MSNBC and CNN about January 6th. They're celebrating the fact that people who trespassed are in solitary confinement going on five months, more than five months in solitary confinement for trespassing or disorderly conduct. They're OK with that. They're their fellow citizens. But they don't want them to have due process. They don't want them to have uh, a chance to make bail. Just keep them in there. Let them rot. They're white supremacists without evidence. And I, it's just amazing. I know Biden will read anything they put on the teleprompter. But does anyone say that's a little bridge too far to make the case that white supremacy is worse than Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Antifa, Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter? I mean, people can see they have eyes. They know that cities are burning. They know that the federal courthouses are being set ablaze and stores have been looted. There's been 275 riots since George Floyd at some level in some city. There's been one January 6th where nobody yeah. except Ashley Babbitt was shot. It was the first armed unarmed insurrection and it failed, but they're going to, they're never going to let it go. That is my long winded introduction to the single dumbest thing ever said on cable news and i gotta give shattuck credit he saw it first i played it this morning shattuck and i told uh Cullinane, we have to cut it up because it is to 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 appreciate its utter ins insanity and and stupidity you have to have different uh sections of this because it's just so stupid keep this in mind this is a new york times person who's on the editorial board of the new york times making decisions on a once powerful a once powerful newspaper this is the woman who went on with brian williams during the election and said when they looked at the amount of money that that uh, uh michael bloomberg was spending she said that he could give every citizen in america a million dollars that's that would make <laughs> he'd be spending less money than he was on the campaign brian williams and she agreed that makes yeah. sense. they did the math every person 330 million people he could give a million dollars to. That's how dumb this person is, but she's, you know, checks all the right boxes. So she's one of the most powerful people in the media. And this is her analysis. I don't even know what the question was, Cullinane, because she just goes off on this tangent on all the troubles of the world. 
And wait till you hear what really concerned her over the weekend. A large percentage of the American population, I don't know how big it is, but we have tens of millions of Trump voters who uh, continue to believe that their rights as citizens are under threat by simple virtue of having to share the democracy with others. Um, I think uh, as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness, this is going to continue. We have to figure out. What? Uh, Shattuck, you're a smart guy. Can you explain that as long as they think America is one with whiteness? Can you enlighten me? I mean, obviously, this is Joe uh, Scarborough. He's a moron. And Mika, Mika, when this is over, says, I agree with everything you said. Can you help me out? What does that mean? You see America as the same as whiteness? Uh, how, how does that manifest? It's, it, I, I don't know. Does that mean that they gravitate towards Judeo-Christian values? Maybe. Is that what it is? Uh, nuclear families? Ooh, is that what? Yeah. You think of America as a place where you could raise a family and. and right. And you believe in the American dream based on your privilege, you know, so oh. you can make it as a writer for a big paper and then get into sports talk radio. Because you were handed a bunch of privileges, or, or this and, person who's on the editorial board probably mm-hmm. making a couple of grand, hundred grand, to, and who's dumb as a rock, and she is saying that if you are white like you and me doing this little podcast, we're privileged. She's not. Yeah, and, and she's it. also saying that tens of millions of Trump voters who are upset at the fact that they have to share certain rights with the rest of the country. I don't even know what what the it's hell that so means. Stupid. It's all Here's what if you were if you were in school and this was an oral report or a written report, you'd say, okay, right here, teacher's grading, and she put a little line, and I'd say over here, examples, examples. Yes. How does that manifest itself? The white people who think who uh, associate Americanness with whiteness. What do you mean? And if she, and and you got to write anything besides January sixth question mark where people are being punished like they 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 committed murder for trespassing. I'd yeah. say they they don't feel like they privileged or, or they don't feel like they're getting away with anything. Give me examples. Uh, well, again, Mara Gay. You're right. You would figure in any kind of real dissertation, you would have to provide citation for what you mean. So these Trump voters feel dis- disaffected. How, where's the number? How does it manifest itself? Exactly. Where, how do you justify saying that? But they don't have to justify any premise. They can just say the premise there. And the justification is white supremacy, right? That's right. it. That's as much as deep as the answer has to be. And And the fact that you question it just proves white supremacy. And by the way, this is a woman who 100% supports a 78 year old white guy, former close friend of Robert Byrd, who said, if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. You know, who said that, that, Poor kids are just as smart as white kids who's said a hundred uh, race Blacks can't things. use the internet. Blacks can't, right. It, it, <laughs> that, the same that, guy who was the author, the proud author of the mass incarceration bill in 1994. That, that's her guy. But let's uh, mm-hmm. hear from more EDC from Mara. How to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America, from whiteness. Until we can confront that, and talk about that, this is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really <laughs> dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which 
you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your country. All right, all right, all right. We got to hold on. Uh, Mara Gay is definitely not going to watch the Country Music Awards tomorrow, Uh, and I can confirm that right now. Of of course, um, uh, which explicatives. Explicatives. Again, again, this is one of the most powerful people in America, one of the most privileged. She clearly, she doesn't even know We've already gone over the fact that she struggles in math, but now we're talking English. Explanatives? What did she say? Explicatives. Explicatives about Joe Biden. And again, if you go Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, and you know what? If there's anything that those two hate, it's white privilege, Shattuck. Joe Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski (laughs) and Mike Barnacle and Willie Geist Geist. hate white privilege. They're tired of it. They want to end it. But anyway... Well, uh, by the way, it, say, it, shouldn't an explicative against Joe Biden be welcome? He's a white guy married to a white woman of privilege who lives in a mansion point. with two German shepherds, one yeah. of whom is very violent. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, he has a son. He has uh, six grandkids, actually seven, but one of them was with a stripper, so he doesn't count her. That's what kind of guy he is. Don't count the stripper's kid, even though it's a kid. Anyway, let's get back to Mara Gay. Um she says expletives about Joe Biden. Okay, just give me an example. Again, I'm writing in the margins on the on the report. Uh, good, good little anecdote. Tell me some examples. What does the sign say? What does the bumper sticker say? Secondly, does anyone believe she saw dozens of pickup trucks with uh, Trump flags or Biden, you know, expletives? Does anyone believe that? Anyone? Show of hands. Do you believe that? It, it's, there are some places in Long, Long Island that are big first responder communities uh, that, where you like, could where you could see some explicatives and uh, pick up trucks yeah and they could have been a gathering right i've seen a gathering before oh, oh, you know, Trump, you know uh, um so I, we go from that and it's like when my old friend there chelsea handler was up in my neighborhood maine and said she was out and saw hundreds of confederate flags just a flat <laughs> out lie and i called her on it didn't hear back but just a flat out lie i've been going to that place for 25 years and never seen one not one there are no confederate flags where she was staying zero and by the way she's trying to buy a house up here which is what you'd do if you thought you were surrounded by white supremacists and clansmen you'd say i want to buy a house and live there forever but anyway it's a lie mara gay is lying chelsea handle was lying but worse than that is her reaction to seeing american flags america can you imagine? I always put it to the to the grandfather test. Your you know your grandfather or father, hearing that that people are disturbed by seeing the American flag. I mean, again, this is a couple of days after D Day. Mm-hmm. She's she is the one of the most privileged people in America. She's a dummy, and she's on the New York Times editorial board. I'm going to guess making would you say 200, 250,000 plus more to go on MSN? She's probably making yes. 300 and something thousand a year. And she doesn't know how to say expletives or doesn't know that Michael Bloomberg doesn't have enough money to give a million dollars to every American. She's just not. Uh, I, I, right. I mean, well, and also, you know, in, in the, in black history, the American flag actually plays a big role. The first black medal of honor winner was William Carney, you know, the guy from Boston, who went? It was it was saving the flag when he got shot again and again and again and again and again and didn't even let the flag touch the ground. The guy was left for dead essentially. He was a Union soldier for the Civil War, but he did it for the flag. 
You know, this guy's a hero. There's entire monuments about the about this guy. You know, the Tuskegee Airmen, they're all patriots. Have you ever interviewed any of these guys? I did for the Herald. It was a highlight of my career there. They're all patriotic. They all fly the flag. They well, all I love mean, this How country. many, what percentage of this country, red states or blue, think seeing the American flag is disturbing? It's, I mean, that is a bizarre uh, uh, opinion to think that you're an American. You got it made. You're, you're, you are living a life of privilege, Mara Gay, and the American flag on Long Island is disturbing you. Do we have any more from the uh, brilliant, the talented Mara Gay? I own this. And so until we're ready to have that conversation, this is going to continue. What really is concerning to me as well is it's, it's not just Democrats in Congress. I think there's a large percentage of Americans, even some of my colleagues uh, in journalism, who are invested in some way in pretending that this isn't the threat that it is. That is the real concern. Because, you know, the Trump voters who are not going to get on board with democracy, they're a minority. You can marginalize them long term. But if we don't take the threat seriously, then I think we're all in really bad shape. Wait, notice wait, everything wait, she wait, says. Oh, says I agree with everything you said. But anyway, everything she said Here, is anecdotal. You know, God, you're right. You want to follow up question, say, what threat? What are you talking about? I understand why Biden's doing it, why he's lying to the country, lying to the world, saying mm -hmm. our biggest threat is white supremacists on a weekend where 63 people were shot, including a child in Chicago, which is going to, you know, that number will be close to that again next weekend where, uh, you know, there are Antifa scum burning buildings every night, destroying businesses, old blocks in Minneapolis, a rubble never to return. Our biggest threat is, and I wish I had a name, like you'd say David Duke, but everyone knows he's a cartoon right. character. He has no, wields no power, has no influence. I mean, you're supposed to say the Viking man who's still in jail getting his organic food. Tucker I mean, Carlson, say his name. <laughs> Tucker Carlson. You know what? You're probably right. If they pinned her down and said, give me a name, it would be. You know, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, uh, you know, Greg Gutfeld. And, uh, and yes, Tucker Carlson, based on, Jerry, replacement theory. Right. <laughs> Another nuanced pie in the sky thing that's not tangible in an argument. Because we you mentioned not. replacement. Aha, yes. we see now. But, but, but think of, she says it with such confidence. And there's five people on the panel. No one calls her out. No one presses her. That's the media today. Just one big echo chamber. We're talking about the threat, the threat, the threat. And you want to say, what, is, what are you talking about? What is the threat? Let me know so I can be concerned. I want to be prepared. What threat? That if Whiteness, morons, Jerry. You know what will never, ever, ever happen again in your lifetime, in the next, you know, your children's grandchildren's lifetime is no group of uh, red-hatted morons are going to storm the Capitol. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a group of, you know, pro-abortion fanatics who will storm the Capitol the next time some... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh type is nominated. They'll storm the Capitol, start screaming, disrupt our democracy. That's okay. Zero arrests, no coverage, no big deal. But when people did it on January 6th, it was, what are they calling it? The worst uh, uh, act of political violence since the Civil it's War. The War of 1812, yes. <laughs> worse than 9-11. It's comical, and it's all by design. I'm not sure someone like Mara Gay or, or Max Boot knows they're being used by the current administration, but they are. They're being told this threat is the worst thing we've ever faced, and they don't have to fill in the blanks. They don't have to explain it. Just, just run with it. It's worse. But Mara Gay is just she's just an elite progressive. She, you know, runs in the corners of the elite. 
she hangs out in beautiful places in Manhattan. So once in a while has to drive through Long Island where she might happen upon v a con where some visiting person a dear, visiting with a dear friend. Visiting, exactly. visit, no, even that, that even even that's noble. You know, I went in mega country. Oh yes, this is right. a friend. Not to that's go to the right. beach. I was doing something selfless, just so you know. Yeah, and the and you know, but she's reminds me of you know, you have every year you have the people of Amherst, Massachusetts trying to get rid of the flags on the down in the city streets of Amherst because it's imperialist and it's intimidating and scary and it's hurtful. You know, so these this is like she's a tiny niche, tiny niche who, who only has her anecdotal experiences to talk about the, the what's ridiculous and stelter esque is that Scarborough just sits there and takes it and she's talking about whiteness. You know, whiteness. And, and Mika, Mika, who I believe is a Jamaican, part Jamaican, part Haitian. I believe Mika says, oh, I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I mean, this this brainless uh, old white woman sitting there going, oh, this white privilege is such a problem, Mayor. We got to do something about it. How about you step down? Let someone else sit next to your hubby uh, or get rid of him, too. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you give Mara Gay the gig? Uh, anyway, it's just it's just madness. And I always wonder, we all, everyone wonders, like, what next? What's the next extreme thing? I mean, today, you know, you watch uh, biological boys just beat the crap out of biological girls on the playing field in track or basketball. And you say, how do we get to that point? You know, 20 years, 30 years ago, they'd say this is insane. Kids, girls used to matter. Now girls are 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 just collateral damage to advance this radical progressive agenda. And it's just like people uh, think it's a human right for yes. a transgender girl to, to beat up on girls. Uh, <laughs> so you think in, in 10, 15, 20 years that the flag will be no different than the Confederate flag? The American flag will be no different than the Confederate oh, yeah. flag? I mean, what's next? Do this pendulum yeah, but also, that? Jerry, you're right. But who also who cares about the Confederate flag? Who cares? Like, do, is it hurtful at all? I mean, you know, my ancestors were probably on the Union side of the Civil War. Maybe they were killed by Confederate. Who cares? It's just a freaking flag. It's you know, it, it was it was on the General Lee and Dukes of Hazard. Okay, and we were all okay. I you know, was converted. Right. It was on. Who was which one of the Lincoln Project guys had a cooler? Was it Rick? Oh, uh, um, yeah, his wife Rick had a cooler. Wilson, had a the cooler South will rise again with a Confederate flag <laughs> on it, and he's the one saying it's worse than a swastika. It's just you're right. It's a, I mean, it's a flag. It's you know pretty much uh, uh, frowned upon on polite society. It's not a threat. I just want. I'm I'm all for listening. If you say we are under siege by white supremacists. Just tell me how and whom, and I, I'll listen. Tell me where they are. Are they, like, in the hills right now loading up their muskets? Are they going to come and get us? I mean, I want what, to know. And what are we doing wrong? What is this whiteness that we're doing wrong? <laughs> no, I'll be Brian Stutler. Yeah, could you tell us? What are we getting wrong, Maya? Could you tell me? <laughs> Day to day, uh, how are we fucking up? And please, just point it out to me, uh, and I'll flog myself in front of you, please. All right. Busy summer ahead, infrastructure, election reform. What does the press get wrong when covering Biden's agenda? When you watch the news, when you read the news, what do you think we get wrong? Uh, and then he then he says, I have a kid in kindergarten. You have a kid in kindergarten. Uh, are you worried about him because of all this GOP madness? And I'm like, what GOP madness? What is the GOP doing? They're in the minority. They lost the White House. They don't have any power in the media. What are you talking about, you you big potato? Um, but I got a uh, plug here. Uh, 
the latest Shattuck Substack. This one's only for paying customers because Shattuck goes off the rails beautifully. It reads like a Playboy or Penthouse forum letter about uh, about uh, Steltler, the uh, what do you call when you're the the you want to be dominated? This you're the submissive one, and you want to be right. whipped. You want to be uh, degraded and whipped by a dominatrix. What is that person called? Are they the subject? Uh, I'm not sure. The submissive one. I know the masochist. Uh, the um, I don't but, know the word, but it sounds a lot like me personally. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, you, right you know, know, I know it. I know it does. That's why you take the, <laughs> took the job you took. Well, that's like uh, it's call it's caller daddy, right? They're saying is degrade me. That's I'm all yeah, about it. It's degrade. Yes, spit on me. Who was it? Uh, who was the, the the cooking lady who uh, Rachel Ray, her husband? I I can't even say it without getting sick. I have. A what did he do? He hired hookers to spin on him. He did. In his face, I believe. Yes, he yes, he wanted to be spit on. Man, uh, I met him. And her. <laughs> did you spit on him? No, no, but it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing. I, it was um, his but, his mother called down from her room as I'm, and he's standing next to me, and and she's I'm like a, she, she was taking forever. She's saying I'm in room. Can you please and make sure? And I'm like okay, fine, but let's go, let's go, let's go. Anyway, I was saying disparaging things about her when he was standing next to me. It's an odd story and doesn't likes, really move the show he likes, forward. He likes to be abused, so don't worry about <laughs> it. I like that. Um, I do have to plug the Substack because uh, 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 Shattuck does a, I don't even know what you call it, a portrayal of uh, Potato Head there, Potato Head Stutler, and his uh, fetish. He wants to be abused by Jen Psaki. He wants to bend over, tell, it, tell me how I could do it better, mommy. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, essentially it was a fantasy. Did you see, and I forget the name, we don't, we do this every day. Cancel culture is out of control. We got, I think we're going to get to, if we have time, we're going to get to the ESPN woman who got fired for uh, nine-year-old tweets that they knew about when they hired her, but someone started to, you know, uh, um, attacking and, you know, some activist went on the, went on the attack and they fired her, but this could be, and I keep, I keep saying this, I've said it so much for a year. This could be the most outrageous example of cancel. Someone tweeted about Steltler and compared him to the gimp in, uh, yeah, that was in my uh, Substack too. Yeah. You wrote it. It's what's the guy's name who tweeted. He, um, he compared it, you know, like you saying that Steltler's into pain, into abuse. The gimp mm -hmm. is one of the most famous, uh, you know, masochists in movies, in, in uh, Pulp Fiction, he's all clad in leather and they have him chained up and that's his thing. They compared Steltler to the gimp. They get suspended from Twitter. No. Right? Yes. Can you no. imagine? Can you imagine someone saying that about, you know, whoever, Sean Hannity or uh, Tucker or whatever, any Jesse Waters or saying it about Trump for crying out loud and you in getting suspended by Twitter? That is Twitter Psychotic. is circling the wagons around this cartoon character, this big, round, lispy uh, uh, <laughs> snowflake, uh, and, and Twitter will not let you attack him. But uh, the, the thing is that with the Stelter, after he asks these questions and asks to be flogged and violated by her, and she's taken <laughs> aback by it because she didn't, she knows it's going to be easy, but she doesn't expect him to present her with a baseball bat and say, beat me to death. But when she's making points, he moans and groans, and you can see him say, hmm, hmm, hmm. He's seriously aroused by what she's saying. <laughs> and he's like, 
when she said, well, we, you know, uh, the media, I, I mean, you guys have atrophied over the past four years. And she said, mm, he goes, hmm, wow. In his eyes, you know, you can, his eyes are, are a big tell, you know, you can tell when he's starting to he really get into something. He is creepy. And uh, I mean, I think I had nightmares for like three days after I saw that video of him doing his show on Zoom with no pants. Oh. I mean, he is, a, you're right, he's a creep and he likes the abuse. And uh, I think he's uh, kind of become the face of this, the, you know, media, the American media now, this big, round, bald face. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like 28 years old or something. I mean, he's, yeah. <clears throat> he's 20 years younger than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> well, who, by the way, I want to see you get your shot, Tucker. I want to see oh, Hannity right. get a shot in the arm. I want to see the needle plunge into the arms of yes. Lou Dobbs over there. Yes. What's wrong with you people? Why don't you tell out selfies of when you get vaccinated? Yeah. Um, anyway, we got to get to a couple other things. Uh, shall I do Shay here, uh, Cullinane? Yes. Um, we got to get to, there were some white supremacists at Fenway last night and, uh, Bob Kraft celebrated a birthday and, uh, this is, and, and I'm going to explain to you how, you know, Bob Kraft is a good guy, a good man. <laughs> not just because he got a pretty ridiculous uh, birthday present, but because of the reaction to it. I'll get to that as soon as I tell you about Shea Concrete. First of all, I want to tell you, Shea Concrete's a great company that uh, you'd be lucky to work for. The people who work there like it. They treat their people right, and they're always hiring because uh, they're expanding. And this week, Saturday, June 12th, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., they're having a job fair. They have at least 30 career opportunities open up this could be the place for you if you have if you're looking for a job check it out if you have a job and you're looking for a better job this might be the place for you this job fair is in amesbury at their main facility from 8 a.m to noon this is a 70 year old family business that treats people right they have plants all of them massachusetts and new hampshire they are hiring in all of them Go there, see if it's a good fit. What do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? You got a lot to gain, a career, a job. Uh, the Shea Concrete uh, main office, main plant in Amesbury, 8 a.m. to noon, right up in uh, Shattuck's neighborhood. Maybe, Shatt you know, Shattuck's got, you know, 12 jobs already, but he also has 12 kids, so we can always use another one. You look like you'd be good at Shea. Get your... Uh, Jerry, I, <laughs> Jerry, I've checked out... Um, their website before actually to to check on jobs actually for my wife uh, oh, but yeah. i was i just saw them yesterday the the all the trucks up there and a huge american flag it's they a great do. They, oh yeah absolutely yeah. like every place that has trucks and working people mm -hmm. have american flags some have trump flags some uh you know have make what ex explicatives 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 that's right <laughs> pickup trucks jerry uh, pickup, yeah, there are a lot of pickup trucks. These are people who make America work. Do you think Mara Gay does Mara Gay contribute anything to society? The people she's talking about with pickup trucks and flags, American flags, those are the people that they're the backbone of the country, they're the ones that make the country go. Not you and the editorial board at the New York Times, not you, Joe Scabro, you philandering slime, not you, Mika, you wife stealing uh, creep, not you. Mike Barnacle. Where do you begin with Mike Barnacle and uh, and Willie Geist? These people are just disgusting. But um, it's anyway. funny you mentioned Fenway because Barnacle was the big conduit when I worked at the radio station where right. he worked. Uh, Barnacle was the guy you'd go to for Sox tickets. He had an in. Yes, he hangs out with uh, you know the owners. It's no surprise the owners. I was thinking of the owners of the Boston Red Sox, uh, John Henry 
a billionaire who's won four World Series and still no one likes him. And every day he wakes up, his wife wakes up and says, why don't they like me? Why don't they like me like they like Bob Kraft? Well, um, this uh, anytime you see a story about Kraft and people praising Kraft or Kraft getting away with that uh, uh, that awful sex crime in Florida, that just drives John Henry nuts. John Henry and Linda Pizzuti wanted nothing more than to see naked photos of Bob Kraft. When, when, when Kraft has sex, Jerry, it's human trafficking. An <laughs> uh, old widow with a consenting adult. She gave him a massage, gave him a little extra. He paid a price. It was embarrassing. You know, she paid a steeper price, but it was a big deal. But the Globe worked overtime to get the video. They failed. It's one of the great disappointments in John Henry's career, Linda Bazoo's career. They did not get to see little Bobby uh, in all its glory, uh, at least not yet. I'm sure they're still working on it. But I guarantee you yesterday or today, if John Henry and Linda Bazzuti and Tom Warner, for that matter, see this video of Bob Kraft getting a birthday. Bob Kraft turned 80 yesterday. Happy birthday, Bob Kraft. A, a good guy, a regular guy, a generous guy, does a lot for charity. People like him. Uh, his friends really like him. His friends, including Meat Mill, Michael Rubin, and Jay-Z, I guess, split it. As far as we know, they, they all threw in and bought him a new uh, Bentley. It's the bent he wanted. This is his favorite bent. In fact, he said he couldn't get this bent on his own. He needed help from his friends, and they delivered it right to his front doorstep. Is this weird? I can start and stop this, but like, where does he get these friends? Like, how does this play out? He's an 80-year-old man hanging out. How old's Meek Mill? 35? Not even, I don't even think. I don't even know. And and Jay, I mean, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. I've read the story. There's not. I there's a, I got a lot of questions. Like, who you know, how much it costs? Bob Kraft could not get this car on his own. And you really have to be comfortable in your own skin to think this doesn't make you look, you know, like a, I don't know, like a white <laughs> privileged kind of spoiled old man. Well, it's not a, it's not an American flag. It's a, it's a Bentley or whatever. Yeah. What, did they say where this is? Is this in Massachusetts or down in Florida? Where is he? I, I just I assumed he was in I assumed he was in California. I think all these guys live uh, in California. I could be wrong. Uh, but Crafts has places everywhere. I think he just yeah. bought another place in New York. Uh, I mean, his team's worth uh, almost four billion dollars, so he can afford it. But they deliver the birthday present to his front door. Is this Michael Rubin? It must be. It's not Meek Mill, and it's not Jay Z. But here they are delivering the new bent to Kraft on his 80th birthday. We knew you wouldn't get it yourself. You know, you went all in for this house, so we thought it was going to be tough for you. Oh, so we thought, we thought we were getting you the car that you were looking at. Oh, my God. Look at that. Are you? That's we, exactly what. Oh, man. This came, this, came, this came from Meek and Jay and, and, and Will and Alan and Des. Oh, and my Jonathan. God. That's exact. How the fudge did you get it? We couldn't get it. We have resources. <laughs> it, was, oh it, it came God. from Florida. It, it's been it's been driving on a flatbed for a long time. We spent hours making it for us. <laughs> Look at this. He's oh, walking up his new Bentley. It's a birthday oh, card this, on the week. This was <laughs> happy birthday <laughs> with all the signatures. Who do you think uh, made the big birthday card? Do you think Jay Z uh, made the big guys, birthday Jay -Z, card? Yeah, no, I think <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce did it for him. Yes. Um, uh, this is he listed all the people who I guess pitched in to get this car, which I'm going to guess is worth four hundred thousand. Yeah, um, and you know what? 
Kraft probably did something for them because he's a generous guy and they're re, uh, well, reciprocating. Kraft, it is Kraft got Meek Mill out of prison, didn't he? He's like the point. main person to fight. Was that. that was that the girlfriend back there too? Was I think the- it might have been. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh yeah, what is uh, her name now? Drawing a blank now, but I, it, so does that. We don't know. Is that Massachusetts or is that L.A.? Where is he? I think he's in L.A. Ricky, uh, Ricky Lander. That's Ricky Lander, right? Yes. Ricky Lander, the the fun Ricky Lander, and uh, um, they were going to get him a, a massage for his birthday, but you know he gets those all the time. So they got him a bent, a new bent, and only Kraft could get away with this. If that were John Henry, if that were whoever the uh, owner of the Celtics or whatever, Wickra, people would be mocking the hell out of it. There were some people mocking it, but Patriots fans love this guy so much they were busy uh attacking the people who attacked craft that's what they did yesterday because craft does a lot for other people and you know it's not it wasn't his decision to buy the bentley it was his friends if a bentley's a bent what is a 2011 burnt orange dodge caravan like i have that would what be cool a, name does that have that would be a piece of crap you know that's <laughs> That's a safe vehicle. Orange. Actually, hold on. It could be his new Hamptons home. It was a $43 million Hampton oh. home that he just bought. Got it. That's why he can't afford it. Oh, that's Long Island, Jerry. Hamptons $43 million house. That's Long Island. You know what that good. means. White supremacists everywhere. They probably have Confederate flags everywhere. But <laughs> Jerry, don't you hope that Mara Gay was at that Sox game? <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's get to that Sox game before we finish up here. The Sox game last night. Now, I realize this means nothing. This, you know, the, the idea that, that uh, the election was rigged and all that. Uh, and we've gone over it many times. It was rigged, but mostly by big tech and big media, you know, mostly by uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter and Google, who, you know, wouldn't allow the Hunter Biden story to break that. Know, suspended any right wingers. There's a million New York Post uh, uh, banned the New York Post. I mean, they went all in on Biden and they helped him get elected. That's you know, I mean, that's indisputable in my mind. But anyway, there are people who still say Trump won, and that's fine. People said said Hillary won for years after Trump yeah. won, and but they're just so wonderfully mischievous. They had a sign at Yankee Stadium, whatever that was, a couple of weeks ago. Yesterday, they showed up at Fenway. This takes some. Some dedication. You got to get in the game. You got to smuggle that in the game. Huge banner that says Trump won in center field. It's like you unfurl it, and you know, five seconds later, they drag you out and take the banner down. And and they said uh, that they were kicked out and they'll be banned. I mean, this is you know typical. We know the Red Sox think everybody in the center field bleachers are racist, white supremacists, mm-hmm. Nazis. That's typical. They're not surprised. That's where they put the, the white supremacists who yell, you know, yell racial slurs at players. But uh, the there was applause when they understood. Yes, it. there was a lot of applause and, and people standing up, <laughs> clapping, <laughs> standing up for whiteness. Just because I know how much the owners, management, they're all a bunch of radical lefties. Henry, you know, they, they, they hated Trump. I mean, they hang out with Mike Barnacle and, you know, and, and Joe Scarborough. That's what they do. They're they're hardcore lefties and they hated Trump. And that's just going to tweak them a little bit. It's not long. It's not a big deal. But I respect the I respect the play. I respect the hustle. They got to shut those that entire area down. Remember, it used to be shut down center field. It still is, uh, I think, in the daytime. But no, at the nighttime, whatever. It's it's only open daytime. Right. So nighttime, they, they have to have black there to. So the players, they shut it down when uh, someone got hit in the face. Was it Tony C? 
Really? The was that it? They couldn't pick up the ball in the background. So they shut it down sometimes and leave it open sometimes. But when they leave it open, they only let white supremacists sit there. And <laughs> that's, they kind of, you know, have sections now for vaccinated and unvaccinated. The Red Sox put all the white supremacists in center field and they taunt the players and they unfurl it. Where do you put that banner? My first question is always, how do you get that in? God, that's that like good. In it's a, a great question. How do you sneak that you in? can get that pretty small into a pot. You can get it in your pocket. Those things are. I don't so know. Yeah, that they, huge. Yeah. yeah. The team take it away. Like, do they confiscate it? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they. I don't. I mean, well, I guess you could hand it to them, let them walk out with it. But yeah, you can. You can sneak that in. That's easy. <laughs> is Bob um, Stanley still around? Do they like with the beach balls? Do they just take a rake to it? If I can get my if I can get my nips of pink Whitney inside Fenway Park, I think these guys can get a flag in. You know, well, trying. I respect it, and they'll do it again. They'll keep doing it. I'm sure there's this you know cult online that's you know talking to each other about when they're going to do it next, when they're going to strike next. It just, I, I again, I, I it means nothing, but I respect the hustle and you know the sacrifice. It was the fourth inning, and you know they probably didn't want to hang around anyway because it was boring. So they said, let's just do the banner now, get it over with, and get out of here. Remember last year, or was it two years ago? No, it'd be last year. It was last year. They un, un, yeah, but nobody was at the games. Nobody oh. was paying attention. But there was some video of them unfurling a Trump for president flag during the. Uh, it must have been twenty nineteen. Then I respect it because I know it annoys the hell out of the Red Sox owners and the people who did it will never be able to get side again. They'll have facial recognition and all that, and they won't let them inside the place again. But. Uh, uh, so anyway. will Manny Familia's uh, son be thrown out the first pitch at Fenway? It's a good question. He was at uh, the Worcester Red Sox. My friend Larry mm -hmm. Lucchino made sure of that. They honored him. Uh, Manny Familia's the cop, the heroic cop, 38-year-old uh, Worcester cop who jumped in a pond to save uh, some kids, uh, including a 14-year-old boy who didn't make it. Mm -hmm. uh, it. It is amazing. There were other cops and other firemen who were there, and some were in the water, and uh, – they were all struggling to get the kids and Manny, you know, went for it. I was, I said, you can't find something more heroic or more selfless than that. Absolutely. Uh, officer familiar didn't make it. Uh, Liz Warren and Ayanna Presley don't care. They didn't know about it. Uh, you know, but I think I'd love to see uh, John Henry and Linda make a uh, gesture at Fenway park to honor the kid, to honor the dad. Well, and there you go. Him. Tom Shattuck puts the call out to the Red Sox to honor. You know what? What kind of message Here's would they send though, Jerry? Here's the difference. If the Patriots were in season, 100% Kraft would honor Manny Familia's family and that kid would meet, you know, Tom yep. Brady or, you know, whatever, meet Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. He would roll out the red carpet. That's what he does. The Red Sox sometimes do it, but, you know, uh, Henry's so aloof and just out of touch that he doesn't think of these things. Kraft does. Kraft's family, they do. And well, but he's got he'll, the he'll Black Lives Matter sign. He's got the Black Lives Matter sign. It's one of the largest, Jerry. I, I believe it might be the largest. I mean, it is oh. massive. It is massive. And uh, the Antifa sign's not as big, but it's pretty big. <laughs> it's and you know, and they do, and they have a. I think they're gonna have a statue out there by the uh, you know Ted Williams statue of someone you know throwing a, a Molotov cocktail at a police. <laughs> you know, those are their people. All right, Shattuck, again, you could check out Tom Shattuck's Substack. He has a funny, good, colorful column. Did you get any uh, blowback on that? Because uh, when I read that one, I said, this could never, ever run in the uh, Lowell Sun of the Boston Herald. No, I know. it's. A, I, I don't usually work blue, Jerry, but I had to. I mean, the, the 
porn that uh, I saw on TV had to be documented somewhere. But no, I haven't perfect. banned it. It was perfect because Brian Stutler deserves all the derision you can uh, come up with. He de deserves to be mocked and ridiculed relentlessly, and I can't get enough of it. He is a clown, and you certainly clowned him in this comp. So check that out at Tell me again, Substack. TomShaddock.substack.com. TomShaddock.substack.com. You can uh, you can help support the uh, the Shattuck clan, all the kids and all the farm animals. And thank you for my um, Jerry Callahan chicken shirt. We little Jerry Callahan. Little yes. Jerry Callahan, the Those are selling Jerry. It's a cottage, cottage industry. How do, you, how do you get one if you want one? Mine, I got to say, and I, I did this for a reason, but I gave it to my son who's bigger. It was a little Good. big on me, and he oh, loved really? it. Yes, he loved it. So, uh, you know, he's. So he's what do you more, usually wear, large? I'm between large and X. Depends. You know, I could dry it, I suppose, and shrink it up, but uh, he like he's big and he likes, you know, form fitting t shirts. So he's, he's loving it. But. Uh, and my wife loves hers too. Did you get one, Colleen? I didn't get one. No, Shattuck doesn't send me things. He doesn't treat me like the talent. He treats me like a little producer. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't treat me. That like was the. Uh, that was the other thing. Craft's uh, friends gave him for his birthday a, a little Jerry Callahan T-shirt to go with the Bentley. Uh, but you <laughs> get him. How, how do you get him if you want one, Shattuck? You can go to um, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's all that stuff there, including all the. All the other uh, things, but uh, but um, there should be some good bar stool. There's some fats at the bar stool, uh, <laughs> Dave. Maybe you can oh, give me a triple X. Uh, yeah, there sure. are some fats. Conan's gonna have so much swag very soon, very soon. <laughs> well, look, I don't, I don't know how to comment on that, guys. You're sure shit not gonna get any free stuff. You never treated me with respect, so yeah, <laughs> I know that much. Yeah, you will, you will. You'll never see anyone that'll leave his old friends in the dust like Colony. He won't even remember our name, Shattuck. And uh, you know, to bring up a point that that you like to talk about, Jerry, I believe you did furnish Colony with a key to a certain exclusive club. Yes. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, yeah. it's it's worse than losing. He lost and he lied about. I it. I did not lie about it. I. And, um, if I if I if if it was on my end, then I dropped it on my way back to you because I was at your car. All right, all right. We don't need to. Hey, go. You're lying. You're I'm lying, and you know I'm it. You're lying. a liar. I will go. You're I will a liar, and I, I'm gonna I'm it's gonna be going to tell. I'm you gonna tell your new boss. All the time. You tell the same goddamn story on this podcast. This is overly times. defensive. He, he brought it up. I didn't bring it up. He brought it up. I proved you're lying because he said he left it on the windshield of my car. And it must have fallen off. My car didn't go anywhere from the time he did it. I hadn't driven, and it Case wasn't closed. there. So I he lied. That is, I, I told you. No, I told I this new you. boss all about this, and he hired him anyway. I told you. That? I said that is I, what I believe I did. I was at your car. I went back. Go check the camera footage. All right, I was there. I did, I and you're not on it. You're lying. You're, you're a liar. liar. Oh, well, so you're when, lying now. Did you have so a couple when, of Pink Whitney's that day? Because you're drawing, you know, you, it's all four, blank. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning. Pink so oh. when Matt Carano is fully, um, fully uh, trained, Jerry, uh, does he get a uh, key? The new guy, the new Cullinane? Well, I don't have any keys anymore. He, not only this idiot lose my key, he lost his own key. Oh yeah, that's why I had your key. Yeah, I had lost. We lost both our keys to Legacy Club, and I'm still getting invited to events there, but I can't go because I don't have the key. That's what a dope he is. But Legacy of Destruction. Anyway, we'll 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 update the we'll do the producer search update tomorrow, Cullinane. Okay. All right, because I need to hear you know your take. My guy's been going in and out from his car. Doing I mean, he's he's got his shit together. Is he going out drinking a little? What's he doing? A little smoke? I don't know what he's doing out there. 
I don't know. I can't. I can't bash him. He's got some stuff on his resume that he, I can't touch. That's you know, true. I, I agree with this guy. I can't. I, with I don't think he could take him as the kid. Was he into terrestrial radio? Uh, no, which no, is no, the no, compliment no, to him. No. Yeah. Yep. Mm. He doesn't no. want to be degraded. He wouldn't come on the show and say degrade <laughs> me. Like He's I got some yeah. pride. Yeah. He's got some pride. All right, Shattuck. That is Tom Shattuck from the Burn Barrel Podcast and a <laughs> prolific substacker. And uh, farmer, he's got a. How many chickens do you have? Oh, I don't want to go into it. I have twelve now, but my wife just ordered twenty-five more. It's not. It's a point why? of contention. Can I, just I don't know why, one? Jerry. I'm pissed off. I was happy that the hawks had thinned out the herd because chicken shit all over the uh, driveway and hundred degrees eggs, does not smell good. What do you just get eggs? What else do you get from them? Joy. Uh, well, actually, a couple of them, like little Jerry Callahan, are kind of cool. They're. They'll follow you around. You know, you turn over a rock with all sorts of disgusting insects, and they'll go in there and massacre all the insects. Oh, that so is that, kind of fun. So it you is. have like 40 chickens? Yeah, which is not – we don't have a huge yard, so this is going to be a problem. But if anybody's chickens. in the chicken market, uh, reach out. I, it's amazing. That you why don't you get, take some up to Maine, Jerry? It's a, why? Why would I want to do that? I got For dog. eggs. Conversation uh, piece. You know what? I just went to the grocery store the other night. Eggs were one ninety nine a dozen. Why would I want to buy chickens when I could just buy a dozen eggs? That doesn't make any sense. It's like why I don't go hunting. You don't want buying to them is, you buying the eggs is whiteness. You can buy Jerry. the meat already killed for you. That's <laughs> whiteness. That's what's happening right there. That was my white privilege. Yeah. You're gonna go toil. You're gonna work the land today, which is amazing that you still yeah. have time to go to the gym. And to I'm going to the gym today. I'm getting more ripped than ever. Today's legs. I noticed that. Yep. Can't wait. When I see you guys in person, I'm, I'm working on glutes uh, Thursday. You know what we'll do? We'll all go to the Legacy Club and we'll hang out in the sidewalk outside because we can't get in because we don't have keys. So you and I, and we'll we'll have a little, we'll do a show on the sidewalk. How's that? That'd be, uh, hey, that'd be entertaining. I mean, you had <laughs> yeah, keys. What happened? Yeah, no, that's, it, it's your problem at this point. I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. It's your problem. All right. It's your oh, problem. Yeah, like, yeah, that is true. He does not care anymore. It's amazing. He even shows up in the morning, but. All right, Chad, a good show. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And uh, we will be uh, talking to you again soon. And uh, thanks to uh, Shea Concrete. Don't forget their uh, job fair this Saturday morning at Allied Paving at DCU and everybody for listening and for watching on YouTube. And thanks for all the comments. I didn't have time to read them all. Any good ones, uh, Colin Uh Yeah, just making fun of uh, our friend Marigay there at the New York yes, Times. Good, good, good. She deserves to be ridiculed and mocked forever. What a joke. Uh, Mara, how do you say it? Mara Gay. Yep. Man, that was fun. That was funny. All right, Colin, thanks. I uh, appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night! And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill.
chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm gonna go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Geico presents Motorcycle Word of the Day. Today's word is tank slapper. Is a tank slapper used to describe a handlebar wobble? Or is it a motorcycle joke that is so funny you just have to slap the gas tank with your hand as you laugh? As in... Oh man, Daryl told me a great joke last night. It was hilarious. It was something about a dog wearing sunglasses. I wish I could remember. It was a real tank slapper. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.